Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Jakey Sportcast, and I'm here with a podcast for you guys today, guys. Um, today's podcast is going to be probably the biggest one I've ever done. Um, a lot of big stuff happened yesterday in the sports world. Uh, we're going to get into the Maple Leafs. We're going to get into the We Know What, uh, the incident. We're going to get into the rest of the playoff games, the NBA playing. Uh, we've got another eight seed lock and some big WWE news. Uh, we'll get into that. But uh, the big news is uh, John Tavares. Um, John Tavares, the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, suffered a it look. It was an accidental. Let's put that out there first. It looked it was an accidental hit. Uh, so basically, he got checked as he was falling to the ground. Corey Perry, a winger on the Montreal Canadiens, came in. It was like it was like a, it sounds crazy a knee to the head being accidental, but it was completely accidental. Uh, John Tavares looked out cold. Uh, his body looked lifeless. It looked like he just got the wind knocked out of him. Um, the camera panned to him, and you could just see him lifeless in the trainer's arms, immediately calling for um, medical attention. This was an unreal, really sad for the game. You never want to see any player suffer an injury like that, especially, you know, being the team that you support, for me. Um, really bad injury. Corey Perry, I know he's got a history of being a dirty player, but this is completely accidental. Any heat and backlash he's getting, I feel extremely bad for him because Corey Perry and John Tavares are actually good friends. Um both were on Team Canada together, both great players. But uh, something you never want to see in the game of hockey. And um, a stretcher was, came off for John Tavares. He gave a good old thumbs up. And um, I'm glad Carey Price, you know, Corey Perry, a few others of the Canadians came over just to wish, you know, John Tavares well. And um, just some more stuff to talk about was he, he was transported to the hospital. He was transported to the hospital. Um, and just now, just before I started recording five minutes ago, the Leafs came with a uh, PR update. Um, John Maple Leafs Tavares, uh, Maple Leafs captain John Tavares has been discharged from the hospital this morning. He's thoroughly examined and assessed by the by the team at uh, St. Michael's Hospital and the club's medical director. He was kept overnight for observation. And is now resting at home under the care and supervision of team physicians. Tavares will be out indefinitely. Um, now I'm not even going to get into him returning the series. I, that does not matter to me. What matters is John Tavares being okay, because that was actually a scary, really scary moment. I'm not even going to get into him returning the series. He should not return. Um, this is a really, really dangerous play. And I just hope that he's resting well. I hope that he takes care of himself. I hope that he's in the best hands. I know he's in the best hands. So I'm just hoping, you know, I have a scary side for his family to probably watch it from home. So I'm, just wishing all well for the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs and John Tavares, but the Leafs, um, they had to play a hockey game after this, and they did not look like themselves. Three over-the-glass penalties, which you've never seen before that this team has done. But, um, yeah, they did lose 2-1. Uh, they did get a goal to tie up the game with the Nylander, but obviously a shorthanded goal, which is an unreal goal. Credit to Bob, Paul Byron uh, as he was falling down on his knees and a really good shot um, that he scored. But the Leafs... Penalty was great. Penalty kill was great, but um, it was tough. It was tough for them. I think they can bounce back. I think they will bounce back on Saturday's game for game two. Then you got the back-to-back for Monday, Tuesday. But obviously, John Tavares, some, some, something you never want to see. Obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna emphasize that. But uh, I do want to get into two um, article headlines um, by the Toronto Sun and. Journal de Montreal, uh, I guess it's like one of the big Montreal headlines, but 
this is honestly an embarrassment to the game if you're a fan of this. Uh, one of them being in French, obviously. So I, I believe it looks like it translates to a dramatic victory. And it shows clearly Corey Perry kneeing John Tavares in the head. Um, why that is the cover of the newspaper and the news, uh, cover of the article is beyond me. That is ridiculous. And obviously the Toronto Sun. The Toronto Sun, John Tavares stretched off a Maple Leafs costly game one loss to Montreal Canadiens. And in the big caption is Captain Crunched. This is ridiculous. Like this is Toronto. This is our own media outlet. And you're putting stuff like this out. They should be ashamed. Toronto Sun has always been doing stuff like this. This is honestly unreal stuff. This is classless. This is truly classless that what they've done. Disgusting, disgusting move. This player was clearly knocked out cold. He stretched it off. Um, this doesn't matter about the, the rivalry between the Toronto Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens. If a Montreal guy got hurt like Tavares, if the captain, Shea Weber, got hurt, and I saw Toronto posting that, I would be embarrassed to be a fan of that team for posting stuff like basically celebrating that, you know, the captain got down and we won the game. This is ridiculous, if you ask me. This should never be done in the game. Um, honestly, whoever wrote both of these articles should be fired. These media outlets are ridiculous for doing this and confirming. Someone had to confirm this information to put it out there. It wasn't just done by one person. So the entire company, uh, these two companies should be just ashamed of themselves. And I'm, I'm ashamed actually <laughs> for Toronto Sun. Um, but we'll get into, we'll just move on. Obviously prayers to John Tavares, hoping he's okay. But uh, he's, he's, a, he's a warrior. I know he'll be fine. I know he'll get his rest. I know he'll be back to 100%, and um, I just hope the Leafs can carry on. I still think the Leafs will win this in five to six games, guys. Um, obviously, I was predicting five, but now I'm thinking six because the Toronto Maple Leafs didn't lose yesterday's game, but I do see them bouncing back on Saturday for uh, game two. But let's get into the Vegas school nights in Minnesota Wild. It looked like after the first period, the Minnesota Wild were on doing great things. Uh, they're up 2-0. Joel Leckers, Arison Eck, and Ryan Hartman uh, both got a goal but the second period obviously is where the Golden Knights came back into their groove three goals and then obviously two goals one an empty not an empty netter but an unassisted goal by Mark Stone who's proving to be one of the best wingers in the league so five unanswered goals um, obviously I think this is heading in towards the direction of the Golden Knights winning at five um, I'm not surprised by this I think Minnesota is a great team but they're I think they're a few key pieces away. Um, let the young players develop. Maybe get a better goaltender. I think Cam Talbot will be a good backup, but we'll see how that goes. As well as the Penguins. Um, the Penguins take a 2-1 series lead. This is an action-packed third period. Five goals in the third period. Before then, the Penguins are leading 3-1, but the Islanders did start off five minutes into the period with two goals to tie the, tie the game up, and then eventually Jeff Carter putting away a goal and Brandon Tanev late in the third period to just secure the win. And he had a great, uh, great interview after the game. You know, they, he said, we don't like them. They don't like us. And this is playoff hockey. This is what happens. 5-4. I like that. So, um, and then obviously Tampa Bay um, and the Florida Panthers, which is the final hockey game we'll get into. 2-0 um, to start off the first period. The Florida Panthers look good. But then obviously, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to reply with six goals in the second period. This is unreal. Um, six goals in the second period, which actually gave the Lightning a 5-3 lead heading into the third. But I don't know what happened. Uh, a minute in, 
Bornquist gets a big goal, a power play goal. And then obviously late in the third, uh, a tying goal with an OT winner. So a lot of OT games in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, the shots on goal, 47 to 31. Tampa Bay did dominate. Uh, this is going to be back and forth again, I think seven games maybe, but I do think the Lightning will pull it off. And um, now we get into the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens, obviously losing 2-1. Toronto should have won this game, obviously, but, you know, your captain going down, people aren't fully there. Uh, this is a teammate. This is a brother on the team. But uh, I waited to get into this. Now let's get into this. Um, soon after the hit, Nick Felino did drop the gloves with um, Corey Perry. Now, it's getting a lot of backlash, but Corey Perry uh, was was really, really, really apologetic. Uh, he said it made him feel sick, and I believe him. You know, he he it did not look malicious at all. Um, but let's get into Nick Felino's statement on why he fought Corey Perry. He said, "Our captain's laying on the ice. It's nothing more than that," is what he said. Um, Nick Felino. You know, I this is getting back and forth. They're saying this should not be done because it's completely accidental. But you got to remember, this is the captain. This is the locker room, one of the locker room leaders. This is the captain that was laying down the ice. He looked helpless. And uh, I think it was, it wasn't, you could say it was or it wasn't the right thing to do, but I think it was the right, right thing to do. Corey Perry took the hits. Um, obviously, Nick Felino did say to him, you know, I know it's accidental, but this is our captain. Let's just get it over with. And uh, Corey Perry, he, he dropped it. He didn't want to be in that fight, obviously, but he dropped the gloves. I think it had to be done, but um, I'm also relieved that John Tavarezia has been released from the hospital. Um, despite the fact that, you know, he's out indefinitely, um, I'm not even going to get into him playing. Let's just see what happens, obviously, and uh, hope for the best. Now, uh, on to the NBA play inside of things. The Washington Wizards. I thought the Wizards would have lost after what the Indiana Pacers did, but uh, the Indiana Pacers got Indiana Pacers. Uh, they lost one forty-two to one fifteen. Russell Westbrook eighteen and fifteen. Great game for Russell Westbrook. A triple-double machine. Obviously, two rebounds short, but um, yeah, it didn't look like they didn't look like the same team. The Indiana Pacers. Doug McDermott five for twelve. He wasn't shooting lights out like usual. Brogdon nine for twenty-three, but did drop twenty-four points, but. You want to be a bit better. Justin Hall, they three for 10. So not a lot of consistency on the team. Um, Sabonis did have a triple-double. But um, Bradley Beal with 25. That seemed to be the big thing. And Daniel Gafford, uh, the big man, 15 and 13. So a good game. It looks like the we're going to get the Wizards and the Philadelphia 76ers. And then today, obviously, I'm gonna, I think the Warriors will win the game. Uh, they've got an MVP Right now, he's top three right now. He's going to be in the MVP voting. And Steph Curry with uh, Nikolai Jokic, and I believe it's Joel Embiid. If uh, you don't say so. Uh, yep, so it is Joel Embiid. But I think Nikolai Jokic will be the MVP. Um, it's rare to see, you know, a lower seed player get the MVP. I think it only happened once with Russell Westbrook when the Thunder were like, sixth or seventh something like that but he was also averaging a triple double but I think Nikolai Jokic is the MVP this year but most would say Steph or Nikolai Steph or Nikolai let's see how that goes but I'm gonna say the Warriors win and uh let's get into another story here for the NBA uh now Bhatia now Bhatia is a super fan of the Toronto Raptors he's been to every game obviously that they've allowed fans even the away games 
So he's the super fan of the Toronto Raptors and was recently inducted into the Hall of Fame. Now, there's been a lot of backlash saying a fan should not be in the NBA Hall of Fame. Now, Stephen A. Smith on fans being voted into Hall of Fame was really against it. Uh, he said fans should not be voting in the Hall of Fame while others deserve the recognition as much as players. Well, you know what I mean. A lot of players, uh, he's what he's saying is a lot of fans. How do you describe like what an NBA fan should be in the Hall of Fame? Like, how do you describe him being a better fan? Well, it appears Stephen A has not done his research on that, Bhatia. Um, a lot of tweets, a lot of replies. One here. Uh, I strongly disagree as this is basketball Hall of Fame as a contribution to the sport. And this man actively has grown the sport in Toronto area, helped diversity, the love and growth for the sport. He's arguably the most famous fan and that isn't famous for anything else. Now, that is completely true. What he's done for the game, what he's done for the Toronto Raptors is unreal. Um, here's another one. He helped shape Raptors culture as what Frame would call a college sports team. There are also multiple instances where he received racial abuse over the years and used those moments to teach and demonstrate his class. He deserves to be there 100%. Now, I love this tweet because as the Raptors were playing, I believe it was the Warriors um, in the finals, a fan on the Warriors was throwing racist terms out to Nav. And what Nav did was he took the man out to dinner. He had a great conversation and the fan apologized. This is the kind of character Nav Bhatia has. And I think Stephen A., going out there and saying stuff like this is absolutely just disrespectful to Nav. Um, every home game for the 26 years of the Raptors ex existence. That is like, you know, that is unreal through the ups and downs. Um, again, Stephen A, I think is completely wrong. I think Stephen A is maybe upset that he's not in the Hall of Fame and, and Nav is, but that's a lot of sour graves, but Stephen A is completely wrong in that sense. Now let's get into the WWE rumors. Uh, big SummerSlam news. SummerSlam will take place in Nevada, Las Vegas, Nevada. And that is great news. It was confirmed yesterday. Um, and also, Money in the Bank will take place in July in front of live fans in Texas. Uh, WWE believes this event is significantly improved with a live audience, whereas June's Hell in a Cell is even better suited for the Thunderdome. That's why Hell in a Cell was scheduled first before land live fans returned to WWE. Um, now, Live fans look to be returning late July, late, uh, late mid, like, yeah, late July, you could say, June 16th, or July 16th. Uh, they officially tweeted this out. Uh, 25 city tour will begin on Friday, July 16th, with a live show in Houston, Texas. And Money in the Bank will take place July 18th uh, in Texas as well, in the Dickies Arena. And Raw will also be in Texas in, uh, in the Airlines, American Airlines Center in Dallas. Tickets for the shows will be on sale Wednesday, May 26th at 11 a.m. Eastern. Uh, WWE will be announcing the rest of the tour stops on sale dates in the coming weeks. It was noted the 25-city schedule will run through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 6th. These dates will be WWE's first regular ticket sales since March 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. WrestleMania was held uh, this past April with live fans in the crowd. This will be WrestleMania 37. Now fans are back. As a wrestling fan, you cannot wait. Uh, I think June's build for the, for the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view will be good. Will be good. You got SmackDown tonight. So I think it's going to be a good pay-per-view. But obviously, as soon as the Monday after, you know that they're going to be ready for fans to be coming back. They're going to be building, building that big show of Money in the Bank and that big show in um, SummerSlam. So stay tuned for those guys. 
Uh, that's going to conclude it for today. You know, we've got the Warriors game today. Um, we've got the NHL playoffs back today. We've got some good games in the pair, uh, you know, the Boston Bruins and Capitals. Let's see what happens. That has been a back and forth series. You've got the Hurricanes and Predators. You've got the Avalanche and Blues. Will the Hurricanes and Blue, uh, Avalanche take 3-0 series lead? And will the Oilers respond? Uh, let's see. Thank you guys for listening for today's podcast. Stay safe and prayers to John Tavares for a speedy recovery. Thanks, guys.